1: This passage from Luke's gospel happens on Easter day. You don't see that because we've lifted it out of context, but in Luke's gospel, uh, there is the Easter morning encounter when the women go to the tomb and find it empty and find Jesus' body missing. They go and report to the disciples. In Luke's gospel, Peter runs alone to the tomb, finds it just as the women had said it would. Duh. We keep fighting this in all the gospels. The women tell the disciples what has happened, and they go and check it out for themselves. That's the morning, and then sometime later that day, Cleopas and another disciple—we don't know that other disciple's name—are walking on the way to Emmaus. They encounter a stranger. They have a conversation about why they look so sad, and. Then they invite this stranger to join them for dinner, and at the dinner and the breaking of the bread, they suddenly recognize this person they've been walking with and talking to along the way, who's been teaching them about the necessity of the crucifixion and the resurrection, is in fact Jesus. And as soon as they recognize Jesus, he disappears. And Cleopas and this other disciple then run back to Jerusalem, and they tell Peter and the other disciples who are gathered still wondering what is happening, that they have encountered Christ on the road. They recognize him, the breaking of bread. And then in that moment, Jesus shows up in their midst in that gathered community there in Jerusalem. That's where the story this morning picks up. In that story, there's a funny moment in there where Jesus says, you have anything to eat, then they give him a piece of fish and he eats it. And it seems so strange and out of context. It seems like such a bizarre detail to include. But the reason that Luke included this was it became a, a sort of way to remind the people that this was not a ghost he had seen. It was flesh and blood because a ghost, of course, couldn't eat. And every year, when I, every time I read this passage from Luke, it reminds me of One of my family's favorite jokes. Skeleton walks into a bar. Says, give me a beer and a mop. That's why Jesus eats the fish is because he wants to show them that it doesn't just drop to the floor. He actually can eat things. It's strange to think about it that way, but that really is what Mark is after here. And in the past, I know I've often preached this passage, and it's a joyful sort of celebration of Jesus in the midst of his family and friends. And it is joyful, and it is a celebration. But if you read closely, if you pay attention to the reaction of the disciples, it's not an instant party. They are fearful. They are startled. They are confused. They are completely disoriented. And that's the moment when Jesus shows up in their midst. And that feels more real, doesn't it? That sometimes, many times in our life, we are fearful. We are confused. We are wondering what is happening. We are left uncertain. We are discombobulated and disoriented. Look, there are folks who will try and tell you that Christianity means just a life of constant joy and rainbows and unicorns that's not true nowhere in scripture are we promised a life that is without heartache or hurt or fear or confusion what we're promised is that these are not the last word and that christ is with us in the midst of those experiences and i don't know about you but A lot of times i need to be reminded that faith is not about pretending everything is okay because it's not always okay and sometimes i am left wondering and maybe you are too if resurrection really makes some difference in our world Look, you can give people a simplistic answer and say, well, Christ has risen and so shall we be, and everything is going to be fine. But Jesus is not ever simple. And the people who want Jesus to be simple are usually trying to get your money. Or they've so thoroughly misunderstood the gospel that it has no real practical impact on the world. We've so often heard people who want to make the gospel only about being saved, and by that they mean you go to heaven when you die. But Jesus hardly ever talks about that. What he talks about is the redemption of life, the salvation of life in the here and now. That's why when Jesus shows up, he says, look, I'm flesh and bone because flesh and bone matter. For God so loved the world, is the way that John puts it, that he sent his only son into this world, that the world might be saved. Not that humans might be delivered into heaven when we die, but rather that the world might be saved, that the world might be set to rights, that the life of all of creation might be restored to the good and right beauty that God made it to be. Resurrection is not about something that happens when we die. It's about a reality that we experience and live now. It is about flesh and bone, which is why when Jesus shows up, he shows them his flesh and his bones and says, I am still here. We wait and we wonder whether resurrection makes any difference. And it would be hard to argue sometimes that it does. Read the headlines. Look outside your window. Does resurrection make a difference when a 13-year-old child in Chicago is confronted by police who draw their weapons, order him to put his hands up, and when he holds his empty hands up, then they shoot him? The very people we are told are supposed to keep us safe. Does resurrection make a difference? It feels sometimes like we're still waiting and wondering if it does. When we live in a culture that so worships the idea of self-importance and self-sufficiency and individualism, That we're willing to watch dozens upon dozens upon hundreds upon thousands of innocent lives be sacrificed. So that people, some people can feel better because they have a gun to keep them safe. When we live in a world like that, we ought to ask whether resurrection makes a difference. We are still waiting and still watching to see if it does. Easter doesn't magically make things better. Resurrection doesn't magically make everything okay. And anyone who tells you that it does is lying or wrong. And it's tempting to want to say that resurrection means we don't have to worry about these things. But flesh and bone matter. The lives of innocent children matter. The lives of anyone who is murdered whether it's by an armed gunman or by a police officer, matters. And it does not matter to God whether they are 13-year-old innocent children or people with a record and a rap sheet. Resurrection calls us to a new kind of life, life. And if we want to claim that resurrection matters, we need to advocate for a different way of living. We need to be a different way of living in this world. Because the world is still waiting and still wondering whether Jesus makes a difference. When the phone call comes from a doctor that says we need to do a biopsy. We need to know if resurrection matters. When neighbors are still wondering whether there's going to be a knock on the door. So that they might be handed eviction papers. The world wants to know if resurrection matters. They're still waiting and still watching to see whether it makes a difference in our world when people stand in line to get just enough food to scrape by for a few more days we are still waiting and still wondering whether resurrection makes a difference but resurrection calls us to a new kind of life a new way of living i am so tired of lighting candles and reading names. I am so heartbroken that so many of our neighbors have to seek shelter in the bushes around our building. I am still so tired of living in a world that says that some people can be hungry and we don't care. We live in a world that wants to deny the power of resurrection and hope and love. jesus shows up in the midst of our own confusion and grief and anger and says see my hands see my feet here i am flesh and bone alongside you this is not a ghost this is not some imaginary story. This is not some fever dream by disciples racked with grief. Jesus says, see my hands and see my feet. I am flesh and bone. And the resurrection means that we no longer are confined to that small room, cut, huddled up with our friends. That Jesus meets us in our confusion, in our grief. And helps us to see the new thing that he is doing. He opens their minds to the scriptures, says Luke. He breathes new life and peace into them. And while we are waiting and wondering whether or not resurrection makes a difference in our world, Jesus is going to show up, friends. To open our minds to the new life that we are called to. To breathe new life into us. To breathe peace into us. And to send us into the world as agents of resurrection. We are called to live with such fierce love. Such absolute compassion. That the world cannot help but see that resurrection matters. We plant gardens and we feed neighbors. We speak up for those who have no voice. We proclaim a different way of living. We remind the world that it doesn't have to be this way. We live as signs of Christ's resurrection, flesh and bone in the world proclaiming God's love for every last child of God. The world is still waiting and still wondering, does this matter? We, brothers and sisters, know that it does, even when it feels impossible to be true. We know and trust that it does, and Jesus shows up into our confusion and says, all right, let's go. And we get to be signs of Christ's resurrection Power in the world, bringing life where there is death, bringing hope where there is despair, bringing light into the darkness. We are God's people in this Easter season and every day of our lives. Christ meets us in those moments when we wonder if it matters and says, see my hands, see my feet. It is Easter. We know that love wins. And because we know that love wins, we get to work and advocate on behalf of God's love in the world. Because we know that life ultimately overcomes death, we get to advocate and work for the systems and the possibilities of life in our world. Because we know that God ultimately has the last word. We stand on the side of God's justice and peace in this world. And we say, see my hands, see my feet. And the body of Christ gets to work. And that, my friends, is the good news this Easter day. Thanks be to God. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to the message from Hillsborough United Methodist Church. Our senior pastor is Clay Andrew. Our pastor for Las Naciones Hispanic Ministries is Jorge Rodriguez. Our media ministers are Kevin Proctor, Janica Stewart, Perry Hume, Al Dietrich, Christy Proctor, and Dave Rose. Presently, our live stream of services are available at 10 a.m., on the Hillsborough United Methodist Church YouTube page. You can find out more, like us on Facebook, or subscribe to our YouTube at hillsboroumc.org. Thank you.